Hey, I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. I'm so excited about this episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast, guys. I have a very dear friend with me today as my guest. He is a very, very busy man. Uh, He's a family man, and he is a writer. He's an illustrator. Uh, He is a he's lots of things. And we've known each other since we were kids. And he has been so awesome to open a schedule to be on the podcast. So. Uh, before we speak with him, his name is Nicholas Smith. Um, he's an artivist, is what he calls it. He is an artist and an activist. Um, he's a children's book author, and he's a Hollywood film illustrator. Uh, he's the author and uh, illustrator of the upcoming picture book called The Artivist. The NAACP Image Award nominated the Golden Girls of Rio and My Hair is Poofy, and that's okay. He's also the illustrator for the number one New York Times bestseller, The 1619 Project, Born on the Water. I am Ruby Bridges, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, The Courage to Dream, and That Flag. As an illustrator of color, Nicholas is focused on creating captivating art that can spark important conversation in today's world and inspire meaningful change. Many of his viral and globally published sketches are included in his book, Sunday Sketch, uh, The Art of Nicholas. He was born in Houston, Texas. He now lives in Los Angeles, California with his family. Please welcome Nicholas Smith to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Nicholas. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me, Heather. I'm so excited. We go back more than 20 years, but it's been like 20 years since we've talked in person. (laughs) Yes. Yes, that was a uh, good old class of 2003. Whoop, whoop, oh, three. <laughs> HS Bearcats, yeah. I'm going to do a little shout out to client, client high school Bearcats. Um, we yeah. keep, you know, we keep in touch with, with social media, which is nice because you get to keep in, it's kind of like when you see each other, it's like you kind of know what's going on with each other, but, you know, it's nice to always catch up like in person or virtual. Yeah. But uh, before we jump in, because you have a lot going on and a lot of exciting things, um, what is your favorite cookie and or cookie memory? Ooh, that's a that's a good one. Um, I mean, I have to go classic with the chocolate chip and uh, but like it needs to be like. And I guess this goes along with the memory. Um, like, I don't know if it, they have this in Texas, but like BJ's, they have like the Pazookis. Oh my gosh, we have ever... BJ's. Oh, okay, perfect. Yeah, yeah, so that, I mean, you have to like, it can't just be like a cookie. Like you have to put some ice cream on it and make it like hot. Yeah. And then it's perfect. And then it gets frozen and, in the middle and it's hard. Yes. And that like the first time that I went there and had that, um, that's the memory that I have to shout out because that's <laughs> that was like heaven. I still I still get it. I mean, people laugh. I'm like, why? Like you have to have one. You have to when you go. It's it's just it's just great. 
and they don't the split best. it anymore. You used to be able to get like half and half at BJ's oh. where you could pick more than one, but now they make you get like mini ones. So when you get the mini ones, you just feel like you're a pig because <laughs> you get three smaller ones. Okay. So yeah. FYI, but yes, I agree. It's good to know. So good. I haven't so, been there in a while. I need to go back. No? You have one close by. You're in LA, right? Yeah. Yeah. I have to go back. <laughs> You're just thinking of the Pazuki now. I'm making you hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it's been a while since we've we've chatted. I'm super excited for those who don't know who you are. Um, you have lots of books. You have a book coming out. You have quite a bit of art out in the world. Um, tell the listeners a little bit about you and and how you got started. Okay, um, so I am, I guess, I guess you could say I'm, I am an artist. Um, that's my official title now, artist. Um, I'm full time freelance illustrator now. Um, but if I go all the way back to uh, high school. Um, so when I was in high school, I, I was taking a lot of art classes and then, but I, nobody ever said like, oh, you should be, you know, an artist, you know, that would be like, as a career, like as a career for me, I was, it was mainly like engineering, like that is the, the path, like become, you know, become a professional engineer so so in, anyway I ended up kind of like combining my love for art and you know felt like I was pretty good at math I went I ended up in going to school for architecture um I have a master of architecture you I do? entered a Disney company I do school for architecture? <laughs> that, that is my that is my <laughs> background um I have a master of architecture and I do not use it um but I did use it for a while. I, I um, entered a Disney competition and um, made it to the finals and ended up with a Disney internship right after college. And so that's when I moved out here to, I live in Los Angeles. And I was a Disney Imagineer for 11 years designing theme parks. And, you know, um, it was really all throughout that, 11 years I was just making art constantly at home nights and weekends and and it it I started this Sunday sketch series where I do one art piece every every Sunday um and that literally started from I I was going through a divorce and I wanted to move back to Texas <laughs> and I I my friend was just like make some art like make you know just make art and so that's how that once every Sunday art sketch started and that was over 10 years ago. And um, yeah, so that's how that started. And from that, you know, I had, I had book deals that came out of that and movie concept art that came from that. And um, all of that while I was still an architect. Yeah. <laughs> <designing laughs> Um, and so I was like juggling both things. And then I ended up, you know, um, you know, right. You know, a lot of, well, a lot of things happened. Um, there was a Trayvon Martin case, um, George, his, his killer was found not guilty. I made a piece of Martin Luther King Jr. in a hoodie and that 
you know, went viral and I ended up going on CNN to talk about it. And that was when I realized like, like the power of artivism or like using art to like really inspire people to make a positive change. Um, I remember that. And a few years later. Yeah, I remember yeah, that, that was... I was living in Florida when that happened and when it came out, I was oh, okay. powerful. Thank you. Uh, that would that changed everything for me. And um, I mean, you know, so many other things happened. Like a few years later, you know, Simone Biles was in the Olympics, and I had I had told you know her brothers who we know that I I was gonna make some art for her. And how'd that um, go when you talked to Adam and Ron? How did that go? The yeah. conversation go because it's funny because. I remember at Freshman Mixer, <laughs> the Fish Mixer back in 1990. Yeah. Uh, Adam was one of my first like new friends that I met. And I think you had uh-huh. probably known him from middle school. Um, uh-huh. And he had mentioned that his dad and his mom were up in Ohio, like picking up his nieces and bringing them back. And it was Simone. And so that she was three at the time. So wow. it's right. I was like, not even, I was like, oh, that's cool. And then, you know, you meet her when you go out and cause we, you know, we're pretty close and we were tight knit in those groups and you yeah. see Simone do amazing things. How is that conversation yeah. when you call up our, well, you know, our I mean, friends? <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember how it, I think maybe I just even just, you know, wrote on Facebook or something or text it or something like I'm I'm gonna make some art for Simone (laughs) and uh and you know she started winning all those medals and that was like um I just did this one sketch this like painting I do digital paintings and I this one of her just like jumping up in the air with the medal and then and then all these other women started winning gold medals and um everybody was like well you have to make some art of all these other women and then that turned into like this like mock book cover that was like this would be a cool picture book and that, have that a lot of people shared yeah have golden it. girls of rio and so like barnes and noble was like can you turn this into a picture book in three weeks <laughs> and it's <laughs> like uh yes absolutely and that's then you know like a few months later I was a published author illustrator for the first time and it's just like it was crazy how like so many things were happening with my art um on a level that like in in some ways it was bigger than what I was doing with the architecture and I don't know it's just it just kept snowballing and um you know that you know also, there's so many moments of like, you know, very serious moments of police brutality and different things that were happening in the BLM movement. Um, I just kept making art of whatever was happening in the world, like hold up a mirror and reflect like what is happening kind of thing. Right. Um, and so, you know, just kept making more pieces and, um, you know, end up doing some film stuff like space jam and black panther um all while i was still doing architecture i can't believe you're doing Um, architecture that's so funny because i remember you always like doodling and stuff in in school and you're also in band so very creative and so when you became like when i saw your art i was like naturally but art like the architecture 
is kind of take that was a surprise but i'm fascinated yeah, that... how you do the art because you do it on computer with like brushwork right. right right it's basically almost like you know sketching on an ipad kind of thing i have i have my little wacom tablet and um yeah just kind of um sketch out i, I do speed painting so it's um really like very quick um loose sketchy paintings um that are I try to make feel like oil paintings um and that's how I do everything now it's like this 10 years of making one art piece every week um really helped me develop that style and so right after I left Disney you know I, I got a email about doing the 1619 picture book um and that was like the the big moment for me like number one number one New York Times bestseller and all these things and I just been making books like nonstop ever since um and, and you have a new one coming out now called The Artivist I do and yes, it's like The Artivist art and activist right did you coin that <laughs> yeah no that was that was um more well my wife introduced me to it um because she she was um she has like a film background and she had kind of heard it before um and that was something where she sees she had really the vision of what I'm doing now before I did in a way like she first of all she was like you should leave Disney like <laughs> you should you should really step out and and do this art and activism thing it, it is artivism um and I really that like I was saying, like with the MLK hoodie moment, um, which was 10 years ago, um, that was that was I realized like that that is artivism. That's what I should that's what I should focus on. Um, and with the artivist, like this this book, it really is kind of <clears throat> like the encapsulation of my 10 year journey. Um, this little boy this little boy basically like has this art piece that goes viral um and he's looking at all the the what i call broken bones all the things that aren't working right in the world like and trying to make art based off of that and inspire people to get up and make a positive change you know um and that essentially is what artivism is about and so that is it's really like this this 10 year journey is all in the book um and this, you know, kids, you you know, like kids have this potential to just like dream big and see the world in a different way. And if we listen to them, <laughs> they will, you know, fix <laughs> things. If, you know, they, they have the answers. It's like, why are we doing this? Like, wh who has been running this world for, you know, the past hundred years? Why, why is this broken? Why is this not work like it seems like simple solutions and, and they really are. It's just like, we have to get out of the way of, you know, the Our simple solutions and yeah, let them go and let them just like take off. And um, the little kid very like unassumingly does that with, through his art in the book. So. That's so cool. So you have a three-year-old and yeah. I'm curious on I've seen a lot of art that you do because I, you know, we're friends on, on social. So you do your Sunday sketches mm -hmm. and you, you come out with some with your kid, with your son, who's adorable. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> I, it's great. So 
what does he think about some of the things that you make or does he ask you questions or do you ask him like what do you think about this or I'm sure he also probably inspires you on on many things as well yeah he I mean he absolutely inspires me I most of the most of the artivism that I do is like kind of looking at where the world is headed and what world is he going to have when he's you know grown and um at this point in his life, he is, is mainly focused on excavators and fire Blippi. trucks and stuff. Blippi, all, Blippi oh all day, every day. That, I wish you could say <laughs> yeah. it would go away soon, but my six-year-old, I still keep, I catch watching Blippi. Oh my goodness. Six. Okay, I mean, so I three more just, years. <laughs> I mean, I think it just kind of comes and goes if he's on. He likes it, but my nephews are five and three so mm -hmm. you know or yeah i think he's three um so it's crazy how like he'll get, get sucked back into it but that excavator song yeah. i'll never forget <laughs> ever yeah never it's it's gonna be in my head forever um mm -hmm. and you know so he's he's always focused on that kind of stuff but like when i can pull him away from that i like i'll sit him down at the the tablet and like like let him do a little digital painting and like you know let him let his creativity go and 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 also you know I'll show him the stuff that I've worked on and it's funny like we're in we'll be in Target and then like my face is on the little t-shirt tag and his yeah. mom is like who is this daddy it's like I'm trying to like connect the dots in his head like daddy made this <laughs> Well, uh, but, daddy you know. being in Target and, and doing a Target line is a pretty big deal, but he's just like, whatever. Like, yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> I think that's a great. I mean, that's an amazing accomplishment. And your stuff is everywhere. Like when I go to Target, I see I, I think I took a picture and posted it. It was of the um, your uh, born born. Yeah, in, born in the water, born yeah. in the water. Um, uh -huh. And it's so cool to see just your stuff and you're like, I know that guy. And you know, it's, yeah. it's very, <laughs> but it's also knowing someone it's just, you make it, it's, it, I think it has a bigger impact because it just shows that like, I, I'm super proud of you for being able to do those things and to have the courage to, you know, be so outspoken and, Thank you. I think that it's it's incredible and on in the artwork is beautiful, and um, you're hearing moaning because of the, the puppy down at my feet. So that's why that hey, sound is. <laughs> and um, I just think it's it's super cool to see you be so. It, there's just so many opportunities for you, um, with with everything, and you're you're able to to get a message out there that I'm learning from as well. And there was something you put on social, I think, that it was about high school. And I think you were, uh -huh. it was a long time ago. Uh, it was like you mm -hmm. being the only uh, person of color, I think in one of your classes or something like that. Yeah. We went to a very predominantly white school. <laughs> like, yeah. It, but I yeah. never really thought about that. Cause mm -hmm. I mean, I was friends with everybody. <laughs> You're a lot of people. Yeah. This is, this is, now that I look back on it, I mean, um, that's one of the things that I, I try to, you know, when we, you know, how they talk about like woke and all of this right now, 
um, a lot of it is really just trying to create um, equity and equality in a way that like kids growing up will um, see things as they should be. Like, like um, I remember learning about <laughs> Davy Crockett and the Alamo and all of this stuff, like over and over and over and all the great things about George Washington and all these things. But um, I also think there's, you know, it's it's crazy that I'm just now learning about people like Robert Smalls, who um, literally escaped slavery and became a U.S. congressman, like <laughs> um, things like that. Like I wish those were in the textbooks and history books, you know, and it's it's really it's really about stuff like that. It's it's not so much like, oh, we have to teach all the kids that George Washington enslaved humans like he did, but it's not like we have to, I'm not saying that needs to be in the, in the history books. I'm just saying like, you know, there's a lot of great stories that, you know, we can like level the level things out a little bit where a lot of stuff has been whitewashed in a way where it's like, Oh, that's, that's not exactly the story of the Alamo um, and why (laughs) that happened. (laughs) Um, But it's in the books, you know? I think MLK uh, you know. is the only person that we really significantly learned about back then. Yeah. <laughs> right. That was pretty much yeah, like he got it, you know, or the, or February, the the month of February. We, you know, right. Yeah. And... <laughs> yeah. The, the typical things. And it's just like, we got to balance things out a little bit. And um, even in the, even in the, the picture book world, that's why like, you know, I love that I can have, now uh, a huge nationwide picture book that has this cute little chocolate baby with his face on the front cover because that doesn't happen much in the picture book world <laughs> um things like that where you know kids who look like me can can see themselves represented um and just a a, a beautiful positive story about wanting to make the world a better place absolutely i think that that's something that's obviously it's a hot topic and things are, I think, moving in the right direction slowly. Cause then you get a lot of criticism for how people will do it. Like they try, mm-hmm. but then, it, then they get criticized for like, it was kind of shoddy or this or that. And so mm-hmm. it, I mean, everyone's going to have an opinion, but when it comes yeah. to like, you know, the little mermaid, for instance, like my daughter just bought mm. the new little mermaid. And so she's got like the, 1989 or whatever 1990 version with the red hair and then you've got right uh Haley um what's her name right um Haley Berry. yes um yeah. thinking Halle Berry but it's Haley Berry Holly uh, Holly Holly Bailey Holly Bailey <laughs> and that's right yeah. and uh it's a mix between the two and she I always get it confused and she just yeah. she doesn't she sees it as just um she loves it. She didn't say anything when she knew the only thing was that one cartoon. And then I took her to go see the other one and there was a lot of diversity in there. And so it, it just, yeah, no one tried to connect the dots. She just loved it. And kids are so innocent and they just see things so much differently than we do. Yeah. My, my three-year-old son, like I, I, I point to the, to the old little mermaid poster and he's like, Ariel, and point to the new one, Ariel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like, right. like kids, 
kids get it. <laughs> yeah, can adults, yeah. <laughs> right? Can we please? <laughs> I think yeah, also that's... one of your things that really stood out, and I've been wanting to ask you about the Chadwick huge painting that you mm -hmm. did, I think at Disneyland, right? I think it was right after he had passed away. Right. Mm -hmm. I was I actually you... just came yeah. from, oh, sorry. I just wanted to say, I just came from Children's Hospital Los Angeles where that mural is now living permanently. Um, just got back a few minutes ago. Um, oh. And yeah, it's, it's, it's still, it's still uh, living and doing great. I love that, that, because he, it's so sad that what happened to him because he just was so young. But I know how did you get that opportunity to be able? I mean, I know you've got the Disney connections and you freelance for them. Did they come to you, or is it something that you had that they wanted you to expand on? Um, that was that was really you know it's um another part of my um Sunday sketch kind of series in a way where. Um, for years, just like I'm always creating portraits, tributes. Um, um, if somebody who I love, you know, I feel like, you know, has left this earth too soon, I always want to commemorate them with a painting. And I just, you know, I was literally scheduled to start on Black Panther 2, you know, as a concept artist that, you know, that, that Monday, um, and you know right before he passed and so I was just devastated but then I always find myself coming back to the to the computer and and painting something and I just made that piece and um you know it was it it, it was shared so many times and a lot of my former colleagues at Disney um who I I worked with for many years on on Marvel Land and you know all all the Marvel stuff at at Disneyland um we we were just talking like you know this piece this piece should be you know in Disneyland you know downtown Disney or something like that and um yeah we just kind of came together and like kind of agreed on it like yeah let's let's make that happen mm -hmm. um because so many people had already shared it and, and were, you know, loved the message and the fact that people, you know, could see Chad's, Chad's memory kind of carried on. Um, it really, it's, it's artist therapy. This whole Sunday sketch process started for me, artist therapy. And that's what it is now. It's like where people can laugh or smile or cry or kind of just get their emotions out based on some thing a lot of times some traumatic thing that it's just we've all just collectively witnessed and um you know the art has the ability to kind of bring us all together and um that piece had had been you know going around so much and it was like okay we gotta we gotta put this you know in the parks and you know let let people kind of experience it on on a big kind of big level big stage yeah, and it must be kind of, I was going to go there to therapy because it's probably therapeutic for you to be able to express yourself and then seeing what kind of reaction or what kind of uh, emotional, uh, you know, reaction, well, yeah, emotional reaction or kind of um, what you can get from other people or what they take from it. I'm sure it's all very different yeah. for somebody. Yeah. 
So um, The Artivist is coming out on Tuesday, and I believe that this will be airing the same day that it is coming out. So yeah, are you going to be, is it? Um, big day. Big day. So will it be available in stores? Will it be available just online? Yeah, it's available everywhere. Um, everywhere books are sold. It's it's a pretty it's pretty big. It's like any any bookstore that you can think of. Yeah, it will be there. Um, and I'm just like really trying to get the word out to to really just tell people how important this book is because um, I think it I feel like it has the a lot of the um, keys or the I don't know the kind of like gems of um the nuggets of wisdom I don't know what you want to call it but like um this message of like um what what I call like concept of like love is a verb like the kid holds up this sign that says love is a verb um and it talks about giving supporting um protesting protecting like protecting the environment all these different pieces of of artivism really that um we can put into motion and actually use to help try to make this world better and there's I know there's like a ton of kids out there who have questions and I'm like you know kind of like dreading that day where my son is gonna look around and and have those questions too about like what the heck is going on you know um and i i just think this book is really great in showing um showing like us grown folks really how how brilliant kids are and um pointing the way towards a better future and um really getting kids like tapped into their creativity um because it's not just about like painting it's like you know you can be an artist as a a musician as a poet you know as a filmmaker um any type of art if you're if you're like using that art combined with activism you can you can make some some big change in this world um so I just want to get that word out and you know show people um how i kind of put it all together in this in this story how long did it take you to do this book and how long have you had the concept of it? Um, uh, it took, I would say maybe four months, four or five months um, to complete it. And it's kind of been, I don't know, I feel like it's in a way it's been kind of brewing for 10 years, you know, throughout, throughout all these Sunday sketches and you'll actually see different, um like um, my most viral my most famous Sunday sketches are incorporated in the book um in some ways um so they're not related all new sketches to, they're going to be like a culmination of all like a bunch too with new ones mixed yeah, in yeah there's like everything from like you know the politics and the um social justice environmental justice um you'll see you'll see like you know pages where I've actually kind of recreated some of those famous sketches or um kind of collaged them in in some way um and all those moments are kind of woven throughout the kid's story um so, yeah super cool super cool um Thank I you. think that if anyone is interested in seeing the book I mean I have a digital 
uh, version that I got a sneak peek. It's amazing. And I love your art anyway. I think it's very colorful and playful and it's very different from a lot of the things that are I've seen. I really actually like it a lot. I, I told you before we hopped on, I have your Spider-Man in my little Spider-Man's room. He's six. Yeah. And I also bought the Calvin and Hobbes one uh, a while back. Uh, oh, yeah. That was for the game room because Calvin and Hobbes is like a staple of our like childhood. Classic. Yes. I was thinking cute. But um, I do want to ask one more question because I'm just nosy and I like to ask these questions. Um, yes. The Obama sketch, the sketch with um, when you did the Obama sketch, like uh, yeah. the family, like the Incredibles. Yeah. How did that feel? Because I believe... Michelle reached out or something, someone or uh-huh. reposted it. But how did how was that? That must have been pretty awesome. That was that was pretty crazy and a lot of fun. Um, that was also during my my Disney years. So, <laughs> um, while I was at Disney, so um, when I made it, I actually got a call from Pixar while I was at work. <laughs> And I thought they were going to be like so mad, like this is copyright infringement. Oh, um, yeah. I bet. But, <laughs> like, oops. Yeah, they, they were totally cool. And they like wanted to make T-shirts and all this stuff. Um, they even like gave me a tour of Pixar and all this. It was it was crazy. Um, that was that was one of my most enjoyable pieces because it's just fun. Um, and I, so I was at the White House, um, for Innovators of Color, um, Summit, and I brought the artwork to the White House (laughs) and just, like, gave it to somebody, like, I hope that they see this, and, um, a few weeks later, he was, uh, uh, President Obama was leaving the White House, and I actually received a thank you letter from him, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that was like literally signed by him with the actual pen and I just like passed out like that was that was like the craziest moment um and just like good times those were those were there it, it was just great to you know in the midst of all of the different like you know somewhat heavy um you know times and the some of the very more more difficult portraits and things like that that was like just the fun you know silly thing yeah. that made people laugh and apparently like made the obamas laugh so yeah. i mean that's and really then what it later is. yeah years later i mean michelle obama retweeted um some of my more you know difficult pieces like the George Floyd portrait um about our Arbery Brianna Taylor mm-hmm. um and that was also just an unbelievable moment totally different vibe there um but that was it just to see like the support that they they've shown me I mean just unbelievable that's awesome I mean that must be super surreal to just I mean, the, your art has always yeah. been just like something you liked. And then you said you went to architects. It's still kind of like mind blown about that. And now it's just yeah. opened all these doors <laughs> and opportunities and experiences for you, which are just literally like Klein High School, Klein High School art classes. That's as far as I got. <laughs> I mean, you were always doodling and sketching. I remember in class, you were always. And um, what instrument did you play? You played a. Uh, saxophone saxophone do you still play yeah 
I do not. <laughs> I have not, you still have not it? touched that. And I still have it and I need to like pull it out and dust it off. But no, not in a long time. <laughs> I, I still have my violin and my daughter likes to get like ask me to take it out uh, and the strings. Cool. I think I got I popped the E string just trying to like tune it. Yeah. And I think it was from the movie yeah. um, uh Abominable with the Yeti. Uh-huh. That one that's more DreamWorks, but uh-huh. um she plays a violin and it's magic and it has this big Yeti, and so they like mom, yeah. you know, and then you pull out all your stuff, which I had that picture that I pulled out of the old stuff and I was like, yeah. Oh man. Good times. Mm-hmm. Good times. <laughs> but um, it's crazy how different uh, all the different places that life takes us and, you know. Oh, for sure. Cause back then that was like, we were, that was our life doing all sorts of competitions. And we went to that, yeah. like, we were really heavy in fine arts at that school. And I was also in sports and just, mm-hmm always so busy and you think you're gonna go one way like I went to school for um kinesiology and exercise science and I ended up going into sales and then I ended up kind of dabbling in sales like health and wellness after I was writing a non-compete out so I got to use it a little bit but you don't typically do I have the knowledge but yeah if anyone would ask like what my specialty is it's sales and marketing (laughs) like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but because it's just what happens so it's funny how one would go for one thing just common um because you went to howard i believe right uh, hampton hampton yeah hampton. yeah so you you arrival of howard <laughs> uh rival of sorry Ooh, the arrival of howard alumni <laughs> <laughs> um i guess the, my final question was um i was gonna circle back to simone real quick did she ever say yeah. anything or I know her brother. I mean, oh, the the cool thing was like, like she um so she was in LA at one point and um she had her her book that come out and so we kind of had this cool moment we were able to like swap books and wow. I think I have a picture somewhere of like yeah like I'm holding her book she's holding my book um that was a lot of fun um but it it is it's crazy because like. I think before before that moment that we kind of reconnected, I literally the the last time I had seen her was just like running around <laughs> the Biles house as like right. a five year old or something like that. Yeah, because she came yeah. she came when she was three and we were freshmen. And that's my last thing. My last memory of her is seeing her running around their house, like yeah. no big deal. And then I see, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Biles up on the TV, and I'm just like, oh my. <laughs> so weird because they look it's the same they, they're the same people they're the sweetest yeah. people it's just kind of funny and then you know adam and ron are doing their thing but it's yeah. when i saw i went to the did you go to the 10-year reunion i know we both missed the 20. no yeah but i, I missed i, I missed to, everything <laughs> <laughs> you've been busy um adam had told yeah. us um we were hanging out and he had said that it was a year before uh Simone could go to her first Olympics because she had just won worlds for the third time and because she didn't mm. make the eight she wasn't able to go and so oh, yeah. um watching we for her and she was bummed but now she's gonna be making a comeback again um yeah it's super weird to see her as such a high figure and I'm like I used to watch you just yeah play in the memorial North. yeah <laughs> and um, she's still the greatest of all time to me and she's 
it seems very much the same. So it's kind of, it's nice yeah. to see. And, um, yeah. And I, I know you're super busy with all these things and your dad and your husband. And so do you have, um, how do you juggle all this? Do they come with you when you travel around or do you try to make short trips so you're not missing out too much with your three-year-old? Um, a lot of times we do try to all travel together, um, mainly because like, like Vanessa, my wife is like the, the engine that's like running this whole machine, <laughs> like the visionary and, you know, the, she's kind of putting all the things together behind the scenes. And so like, I have to have her with me or else I would be lost. And then also like, we're, we're, you know, pretty far away from family. So, um, you know, it's, you know, a lot of times we, if we need to hop on a plane and go somewhere really fast, like we just gotta, you know, all go together and, um, just nice. travel. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's not in school yet. He's three. So you have some flexibility yeah. there, I guess. Yeah. So, he's, he's doing the preschool thing. And like, we're just like, now we're just, you know, pull him out of preschool and it's okay. He's he'll, he'll, it's preschool. I think it'll be okay. You know, pick it back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, he, yeah. it's funny with kids. It's, I, I had, I had a perfect attendance from kindergarten to senior year. Yeah. We're, oh, wow. I know that everyone knew in high school. I was like, I think I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I was getting That's t-shirts right. for a follower. <laughs> Probably the only senior that was there on senior skip day. Uh, oh my goodness. I know. Now I look back and I'm like, why? <laughs> I thought maybe it was a cool resume booster or I would get some sort of money when I went yeah. to college. Yeah. It's like I missed out on so many fun things. And so it actually, my sister kind of did the same thing. My son, when he was in kindergarten, my oldest, he had come home sick, like right after I had dropped him off and I'll be honest like it was iffy I probably shouldn't have sent him and of course like uh -huh. 30 minutes later I get the call like he just threw up in the class you gotta go get him I'm like I yeah. have palpitations thinking about <laughs> my kindergartner missing a day of school mm -hmm. it's kindergarten Heather chill out <laughs> it's kindergarten and I was like oh my god he's not gonna have a perfect record I'm like mm -hmm. thinking well, and I'm like, now the pressure's now. off right the true. Off, so he's good. Then I thought to myself it's like what's the big deal I, I just and I remember two weeks before high school graduation I had this record and I got super sick yeah. it was right before um, regionals for soccer for uh, high school regionals and I was like I'm gonna sneak out of school if, if I'm gonna sneak out of home to go to school and my mom's like you're really sick I'm like I'm going <laughs> I have two weeks left I'm at least gonna get this record oh and goodness. I went which is sick. It's sick. <laughs> wow. But you did it. I did. I did it. <laughs> Guess what? It's, I have a um, certificate of attendance framed on my wall for the four years of nice. And I've got the middle school one somewhere. It's under my fast rate of fat loss, like certification and my diploma, like <laughs> nice. my, my degree. So I think it's, if you have a three-year-old, you get to travel the world and see it that's super cool to be able to be like your own yeah. kids role model and superhero. It's great. It's really great. And just to be able to freelance full time, um, it's, it's amazing. And, you know, we can kind of set our own schedule and, 
you know, just kind of, you know, let life kind of take us wherever we're going. So it's amazing. Well, I really appreciate you being on the podcast for those listeners that uh, want to follow you. Uh, we shared where the book was going to be. Um, where can they find you uh, social media and otherwise? Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Please follow me on all the social things um, on Instagram. It's uh, Nicholas underscore Smith and that's Nicholas with two K's N I K K O L A S uh, underscore Smith. And on, uh, yeah, on that X Twitter thing, um, I guess it's, <laughs> yeah, for Nicholas, at for Nicholas and um, yeah, Nicholas.art, my website. And I feel like if you just type in Nicholas with two Ks, you'll, you'll, you'll find, find something cool. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. if just Google him, I mean, there's so many cool things that pop up and uh, I'm sure he would love to hear from any listeners that are inspired. I, I yes. uh, am a big advocate for the children's book authors on this uh, podcast. I've had numerous, countless authors, and um, I'm happy to have you, old friend, be a part of it and get the Thank word you. out about your new book. I'm very excited. I'm going to grab a copy, a hard copy. I try to support my friends when they have books out. Dick, uh, Lindsay Dixon or Dixie. She had that big Dixie. fashion book come out. Shout out Dixie. Yeah. Um, and I have her fashion book out. So I, I like to keep yeah. them on the coffee table. And so um, this will be no different. Me and so Dixie I, were a saxophone, texophone. That's right. <laughs> so just a side note for yeah. the smallest world and how you just never know what's going to happen. My daughter's best friend, um, she's eight. Um, they just moved from New Jersey a couple, I think a year or two ago. Her parent, her mom is um, who did a lot of my, uh, my flower throwing photos that are coming out here soon. It was Vanessa's yeah. idea. She um, is like a very high fashion, um, high uh, wedding photographer. Uh, and she uh -huh. is a Canon ambassador. Dixie is wow. a Nikon ambassador. Yeah, that's right. And when I walk in, sometimes I'll see Dixie's like cut out and I'm like, this is weird. It's a life like <laughs> have not aged either. She has not changged one bit. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. And uh, it's yeah. funny. They took a picture together and sent it to me and was like, look who I just bumped into because they knew each other from wow. all the camera stuff. And it was just the yeah. smallest world that my mom life and my high school life collided. Yeah. And I'm like, she's super successful and it's just funny because now i forgot that you guys play saxophone together <laughs> yeah small world you need to bust out the saxophone maybe uh do oh. sketches on that one day <laughs> one day i'll, I'll consider <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> well thank you for being here and listeners please take check out nicholas um his new book our this is coming out um as the, as the episode airs, it will be today, which is going to be the, you know, well, it's Tuesday technically in a few days, but you get the drift. Um, all the links will be in the show notes. So please go check that out. And um, for your next project, come back and talk to the listeners. And I would love to have you back, Nick. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Heather. This is, this was wonderful. And also for, for the teachers out there, the, the book even has a educator's guide and, you know, you can, it breaks down the whole book and, you know, has curriculum for you to follow along wow. with in class. So it's, it's really cool. Wow. Um, that's awesome. So, that's so, that's yeah. so cool. 
I mean, you're giving all of the tools yeah. that you need to just, you know, do enrich lives. It's amazing. It It's all there. So have fun with it. <laughs> and give feedback. Like I'm sure Nicholas would love to hear from um, each and every one of you. And yes. um, thank you for listening to another episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Chaos and Cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with, follow the crumbs to the Facebook group or visit the Chaos and Cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of Chaos and Cookies.